Hello, I'm Andre Longley, and this week on the Hammond High podcast, we meet a young band called Feet, who have been holed up at the Feet flat in Muswell Hill throughout lockdown. On stage, they bring energised, eccentric, guitar-driven pop, and last year they released their debut album, What's Inside is More Than Just Ham. So for this week's uh, Have a High podcast, we're joined by the band, or two members of the band, Feet. We've got Harry and uh, George. Um, the band are based or live together in Muswell Hill. So for, just for our listeners, give us a bit of background of, of where Feet have come from and what you're up to. We kind of, we met in Coventry. Uh, we all went to uni there. And, apart from uh, Ben. Apart from Ben, sorry. Yeah, he's our drummer. Well, not new, really. Two years now? Two years now. Yeah, it's crazy. So it'll never be the original. No. No. <laughs> no <Never. idea. laughs> and um, we've, yeah, we just, we met a union what, end of first year and we haven't been apart since. <laughs> um, yeah, we lived together for, since then, pretty much. Second year, actually, I think we were all in our student digs still, but then third year we were dossing around in our own house. And um, yeah, we got picked up by a management group through that. We released Petty Thieving in our third year of uh, COV. And then from there, we moved to a barn, like a farm. And uh, we did that for a month. We were writing the album, but we only kind of, we left two months, we did three songs. Yeah. A lot of uh, recreational activities at the barn. This was two years ago and it was really hot and lovely the whole time. Five of us slept in a three-bed caravan next door. Next door's a grain store, but less than productive. Yeah, less yeah. than productive. Do you want to describe the sound of the band so that I don't force yeah, my own ideas on people? Um, well, I mean, the moment the band's the sound is going through a bit of a transitional period, but of what I could maybe say about the album, uh, I guess at its core, it's like guitar well i don't know proto-punk maybe the first album's probably a bit too indie um for my liking now but yeah surf rock without the surf i think that's not a bad description i mean it, it is it is pretty indie it's kind of it is guitar led isn't it that's fair to say um and it's quite upbeat on the whole yeah, yeah. bit of a crooner thing going on sometimes yeah there's definitely a sense of humor to the first album i think we're uh we maybe dwell too much into the uh humor element because uh i mean for one we're all vegetarian and the album's called what's inside is more than just ham so uh yeah the irony was maybe lost on us at the time <laughs> and it, i mean the, and the title reference is particular song which was it originally called Hot Dog, or was it always called What's Inside? Yeah, it was originally called Hot Dog. Um, I think the theme of all the names of the songs on the album, apart from Good Riches Crash Landing, was just what do we sing in the chorus? Are we going to call it that? So.
Yeah, I mean, as I said before, I came across you, I saw you supporting Honeyblood at the Exeter Cavern, and it was a really good show, and it's, it's, quite, an, it's quite a distinctive stage thing you do, and it's quite theatrical, is that fair? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd give you a theatre, for sure. Yeah. Uh, in future, we want to dial it back just a little bit, so it looks a bit more organised, rather than five apes just jumping, jumping around on stage. Yeah. Well, I think that was one of the things, I mean, it is five apes with a fair, fair, fairly hairy apes jumping around the stage. Yeah, yeah, but it was all really, it's all really tight, and the, the music kind of relies on you all being in, in sync with each other, otherwise it would fall apart. No, of course. Yeah, I think we've, we, fall, uh, we fell apart a few times, to be fair, on that mm. tour. But, <laughs> um, no, we're, we're um, I don't know, condensing it down. The dance moves have been restricted, you know, somewhat. But only the good stuff now. The cream at the top, that's what we're going for. Just the cream. So the reason we've got you on is that um, you're all living in, in Muswell Hill and um, that was a year ago you moved to the area. Yeah. I assume that was part of a move to London to be nearer the industry and be able to tour or record more? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Hit the nail on the head. Um, we also have these, we own our own, I say own, sort of own, we don't have to pay for it, but we are our own record label and we put on evenings around London called Clap Nights and have bands and things like that. That was one of the reasons we moved as well, to do that a lot more. Okay. Big smoke. And what, what kind of things was that? Was that gig nights or DJ nights or a mix? Of- yeah, a bit, bit of both. Trying to kind of find like a little club scene in uh, North London and uh, get some gigs on as well, you know, but keep it cheap, keep them cheerful. But yeah, curate a bit of a night, a bit of a atmosphere. We we, I mean, we can't do them at the means in you know at the moment because obviously because of COVID's restrictions and stuff. But we had um, what was it called? Brad Morrison. Oh, they sort of uh, compared the night. Two compa- uh, two people comparing the night. They're like a small ant and deck. Well, one of them's sm- taller than ant, and the other one's smaller. So, where were you holding those? Uh, we, that was in. King's Cross, we Tar Yard. We one at the Tar Yard in King's Cross, and one up in before in Waterloo. So it was underneath Waterloo Station. What's it called? Room Forty-Eight or something. Yeah, Room Forty. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Okay. I can't remember. Door. <laughs> so it was a COVID ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, Hill has not got a huge music scene at the moment. Yeah. But you've obviously got Ali Pali on the doorstep, and you're yeah. down the hill to Camden. Well, I mean, did you, what was the scene? What was the North London scene like compared to what you're hoping for? Well, I mean, funnily enough, obviously you're saying we see, you know, we've got Ali Pali for our window, so it's, it's almost a good motivator. You know, one day, one day we'll play Ali Pali. <laughs> That's a dream. Um, but in terms of the music scene, yeah, there's not much going on. You have to travel to London. <laughs> but um, we've, got, we've also got a covers band called The Pintman. So uh, we played a show at the Priory, uh, you know, in Muswell and uh, we're looking for the pub scene somewhat. So at the moment, it seems like the pub scene is the place to go and we're trying to wheedle our way into that. Probably pays the most as well. Yeah.
so you've been locked down all together. There's quite a few videos if people check out your YouTube um, channel. How's it been being in the house all together? It's had its ups and downs. Yeah. But mostly, I think it's it's been good. Uh, it's helped it's helped us develop the hive mind so that we know we're on the same page with music and direction and things. Have you been able to be productive? Because I certainly felt at times, actually, although there was all this time I should be doing things, all I wanted to do was switch off. Or did you manage to keep things going? There was, I mean, I think maybe there was a bubble of inspiration at the start and then that kind of went into a bit of an echo chamber and we thought we were the best thing about. And then when we got to the, like, the arse end of this year and we had all these new songs and demos and stuff, uh, we listened back to them and some of them are way too left field for a, a condensed idea of what, you know, we're trying to do. There was a song that we had that had, like, we were going to sample the clock tower. We thought we were Pink Floyd for some. Yeah, there was, uh, was. There's a bit. We had a drum machine on it and dance and reggae. I don't know. We, we went too far, but we've come back. We always take everything too far and then just scrape it back in a little bit. Is there a danger though that in 15 years' time you'll look back and go, "Well, that's the second album we should have made." Yeah. Dig out all those masters. Well, that's <laughs> the that's the that's the uh, the gamble every time you put out a song. I think. <laughs> We already did it the other way around where we went, oh, we shouldn't have put that one out. Yeah, exactly. We've already got a questionable album out there. I'm sure the world doesn't need another one. <laughs> I mean, I, th I think the album hangs together well, but you're obviously not happy with it already. Well, no, we don't. We, to be fair, we. this is one of those things that's like, you always think that the next thing you're doing is the best thing. Which I think is a good way to look at it, just because you're always striving for the better. But um, no, I think... Although we've only been together for three years, we're still in the process of finding our core sound. And uh, obviously living in Muswell Hill and living all together in, under one roof has definitely helped that process. So I'm hoping, and I feel we're all confident now that we're in a position to start putting out some, some proper good feet. <laughs> you know, and bang, who, who knows? To make it a bit easier for listeners to to find a way in, who would be the biggest influences? Um, okay, the, the Modern Lovers, uh, who else? Mo uh, I guess, yeah, you know, Velvet Underground, the Stooges, Beach Boys, um, I don't know, Garage, Garage kind of rock music. Um, what else, Harry? Give me something, boy. Avril Lavigne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some pop sense, yeah. Uh, oh, the Ramones. Um, who else? Coldplay, Love Chris. Uh, what else? So it's a big, uh, it's a big old mix. Those you know. So it's late late seventies New York and Chris Martin and Avril Lavigne. Yeah, yeah, electronic music in there. Giorgio and Moroda. A bit of Kraftwerk, a bit of Julepa. Yeah, a bit of uh, Cardi B. A bit of Wap. Yeah, exactly. It's a mixed bag. I certainly think there's a there is a British indie influence as well. There's you had a debate going on Twitter about Blur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Ollie, who does the, all the socials, seems to have accidentally uh, aggravated a lot of Blur fans, which I don't think is what he meant to do because we quite like Blur, but trying to say we love Blur because everyone goes, oh, I can see it now. Yeah, that makes sense, but it's not really the case. Can't remember the last time we ever listened to Blur. To be honest, but it's a good one. Yeah. It's that pigeonhole of like Britpop 
So if you try and do pop music and you're a British guitar band, you know, obviously the two come together, but... You're the Blower Oasis. Yeah. It's not up to you to decide. And we're not rooted in the 90s anymore, although we might look, you know, by our haircuts or whatever, but <laughs> we are trying to do something a little bit newer than in the 90s, but we'll just see. Well, that's fair enough. You don't have to have an official position on Blur. I think the um, one of the other... Well, I don't know if the Happy Mondays were at all an influence, but... Yeah, yeah, love Sean, love Sean. Um... Yeah, I mean, that that side of, like, kind of... It's not funny, is it? But it's, like, creased somewhat. They've got... He's got a sense of humour, Sean, but he's, it's done in, like, a cool kind of way. I think that's an element of something that particularly I, you know, am inspired by. Sean Ryder. I don't know what he's putting put in him, but he's uh, seems to have churned out the goods somewhat. <laughs> yeah, something worked, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Back to back to, to where you are. How do you find uh, Muswell Hill for actually living? Yeah, lovely, lovely. paradise. So nice. Uh, Fish Palace just up the road. Uh, know the guys in there. Lovely. Uh, Andres. That's where we get our haircuts. Um, mingle, mingle with the locals at the Priory. Yeah, the sometimes Priory. the famous Royal Oak. More likely now. Um, what's that? I went went up the hill to. Um, What's that Japanese place? Oh, Midjuri. Midjuri. Um, last night, very nice. Loads of restaurants, the parks. I can't, you know. I don't think five riffraff like I should really live here, but we're quite lucky. Yeah. <laughs> They've accepted you anyway. I mean, it, I was, I'm partly curious because it's just a slightly unusual part of London to end up finding yourself. It's not like you've gone to Hipster Hackney or... No, Ken no, no. Um, Hackney, we sort of tend to stay away from, but I think actually when we we looked for houses for a few months, we had a little bit of money saved up and things, and we'd like, okay, right, let's find a place. And then at the time, we were listening to the Kinks all the time, so we're like, all right, Muswell Hill, let's have a look. And then we found this house, looked at it, it was like a great house, great area, let's live here. So we did. So still waiting to see Rain Dave, but fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely on the bucket list there. Well, yeah, despite not wanting to be labelled Britpop, you've managed to name drop the kinks in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, um, the law is going to decide what we can all do in the next six months. But what are you hoping to do? Um, so next month, we're going to record an EP, looking to record an EP, and um, then look to put that out before Christmas. Uh, if that all goes ahead... We do have another Christmas song uh, to put out. We are, what was the one last year? It's Vegetarian Christmas. Vegetarian Christmas, yeah, yeah. Um, which, you know, that was great. Uh, and we'll do, I think we might do a re-release of that this year. But it depends. Depends how, how, how much time we've got. Um, but yeah, we've written another Christmas song. And uh, we're looking to record that. We're in talks with the producer. So, yeah. Those are the things we're trying to do, get out and get done before Christmas. Doing a full kind of rebrand um, of the band and everything like that. So we've got some new stuff and hopefully it's fresh. Fresh as ever, but you know. Well, I mean, you you always seem to have quite a lot going on. You just launched the newsletter. Yes, yeah. Called Blog, Blog Roll. Roll. Yeah. 
which is nicely punned obviously, um, <laughs> social media but you've done quite a few videos throughout lockdown as well yes yeah it's I've, I mean we're stuck in the same four walls but you still got to keep the people uh, in you know interested that's the thing is keeping people interested without being able to go out and leave the house so you have to sort of throw loads of stuff at the wall and see what sticks really I suppose and it's, it's, one, yeah. Yeah. it's a challenge isn't it because everybody's trying to find the secret of doing everything online and there's some people on twitter um you see who have really taken to it and found a way i think alistair green is that the name of the chap i'm thinking of who's doing short comedy videos that are really working with that format but everybody's kind of racing to try and find the best way to do it aren't they yeah i mean i think the the live stream thing and like live sessions and stuff they have they've had their time now i think if we keep we just keep pumping that out to people they just get bored of it you know because i know i am that's it yeah there was the novelty wasn't there and then after a while you realize you're really just watching tv yeah exactly and you'd rather you know watch uh, love is blind or something like that <laughs> i was thinking colombo but yeah <laughs> either way um more cultured in this house you know? <laughs> cool well um yeah before we wrap up what else do you need to plug we've kind of gone through quite a lot but um people should check out the record which is still physical cop- hard copies available yeah yeah There's still knocking around still still a few of them your local skips you'll find yeah <laughs> any boxes and bushes yeah. <laughs> um we've got we'll do some new merch coming up um that'll help pay the rent uh so <laughs> keep an eye out for that i'd say um yeah new music is on its way um hopefully about sometime in november hopefully yeah fingers crossed good to have a deadline actually you mentioned merch as well during the um black lives matter um protests you put out some handmade or hand uh designed t-shirts yeah yeah yeah. what was what was the thinking behind that well it's just to find a, a way of doing something that's you know spreads a message uh spreads but, a message raise some awareness and you know hopefully uh save a bit of money for some charity yeah exactly i mean the cheapest you can do it the more you can give you know but i, I was really surprised we raised you know a good amount of money and uh you know obviously for a great cause um yeah and and now the music music venue trust um we did we did what did we sell for that Oh, the no uh, no funds t-shirts. Oh yeah, the no funds t-shirts. Boris well. and whoever else in the front. Playing in a band. So um, yeah, no, it's been good. There's been some uh, some actual things to do in this time. Felt feeling constructive somewhat. Are you? I mean, do you see yourself as a political band? Not really. Sometimes, but something like with the music venues and things that sort of directly impacts us and all that fears so you can't really get to do something but to try and do something i think there's i think there's a way to you know talk about the environment that you're in and if there's a cause that is you know meaningful important to us then you know we should be able to do whatever we like to that but the music per se doesn't have to be you know littered with political references you can just be seen to do by your actions rather than you know sing about it for three and a half minutes Chalet, oh, home of Chris Bob set up shop by.
we're unveiling pretty much the the sounds at the moment. It's called Crease Pop. That is the new. That's the new thing. That's our the fresh approach. But um, obviously, it doesn't make sense to anyone, even to us. So uh, we, it's just about trying to work out what Crease Pop actually is and um, give it a, a good basis. And hopefully by next year, everyone's going to be listening to Crease Pop, and that's the only thing they want to hear. All right. Well, listeners heard it here first. Chris, Chris Pop even will be yep, the, the post-COVID movement. Headline. It's coming. <laughs> Chris Pop is coming. Yeah. All right. Well, cheers, uh, Harry and, and George. Really appreciate you coming on and um, stay in touch and best of luck. I see the ham and high every time going to the news agents. So, no, it's great. So thank you very much to George and Harry from Feet for joining us. Do check out their social media channels and their website. If you enjoyed the podcast, hit subscribe and like, and we'll be back again next week.